The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. So, there's no better way to beat the summer heat than by getting out on the water and wetting a line. And on today's revolution, Jim and Trav will primarily key in on tried and true fishing tactics, baits, locations, and equipment. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. And now, here's Jim and Trav. Hey guys, you got to check this out. This is really interesting. Uh, Between 2006 and 2012, a study was done and they found that uh, there were exactly 127 people um, that were struck by lightning. And, um, you know, everybody gives crap to golfers saying they're going to yeah. get struck by lightning. But actually, out of, time. out of those golfers, they're just weird people. Um, out of the 127 people, 26 of them that were struck were fishermen and women. That's 11% of that entire total, which yeah. is, you know. And, and nine of those were actually fishing on a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they attribute it. sand bass. Oh, sand bass. <laughs> they attribute it to uh, fishermen just don't know when to quit. Well, you know, I can relate to that. I was fishing a tournament. As you guys know, I fished professionally for about five years on the bass circuit, and I was fishing a tournament on Sam Rayburn, and a uh, storm came up, lightning uh, struck about, Striking a, all around. about a, you know, half a mile away. I watched it. The guy in the boat with me watched it, you know, and uh, I turned to him. I said, what do you think? He says, one more cast. Screw it. <laughs> We're going for it. Let's but stick around. Is, we did. We had to get off the water because it there was just, uh, you know, when you see that lightning spike? Oh, yeah. Hey, you got a lightning rod in your hand. And yeah. I'm not talking about Berkeley's lightning rod either. No. I mean, it's something that will actually uh, draw it to you because you're the highest thing on that water. Yeah. So on today's show, we are talking about tried and true fishing tactics, base locations, and equipment. Being joined by uh, Mrs. Bunny. Mrs. Woo-hoo! Bunny. Hey there. Now, we actually got a question from an Alan Timsley, I think that's how you say it. Tim- I don't know. Anyways, uh, he, he is from uh, Decatur, Texas, and he writes, what is the difference, Jim and Trab, between structure and cover? Are they, in fact, uh, the same thing? Well, actually, you know, cover would be something like, uh, uh, let's say, lily pads. Yeah. That's covering the water. Uh, hydrilla, if you're fishing Sam Rayburn, uh, that covers and gives cover to the water. Uh, low-hanging trees and so forth could be cover. Boat docks could be cover. But then again, you get into that structure business where you're talking about drop-offs. You're talking about main lake points. Contour talk, changes of the lake or stream. Sure. Uh, you're, you're talking about all of those. And, of course, all of those play into the movement of the fish. Yeah, because you have, like, channels, drop-offs, like you're saying, flats and points. But cover, that really gives – we're going to be talking about bass fishing here in a second. That gives them cover for an ambush. Right. Okay? So, you know, stumps, you know, like you've always said, Jimbo, a lot of people back in the day used to take their Christmas trees out uh-huh. and dump them um, in the in the lakes and stuff. That Which gives, gave you structure. Lots of structure. Kind right. of a cool – anyways, I hope that helped at Alan Timsley. Is that how you say Great his name? Great name. I think so. Anyways, Kimsley. Kind of a sissy name. Well, <laughs> anyways, from Decatur, Texas. Once again, if you guys have any questions uh, for Jimmy that uh, we can just totally blow, write us at radio <laughs> at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Now, Jimmy, Mrs. Bunny, um, you know, you're a professional um, bass, bass guide and yeah. angler uh-huh. for numerous years. 
And there are so many products, guys, out there on the market that are designed more or less to catch fishermen and women rather than the actual fish. Because you see KVD out there pitching some crap. And not that it's not a good product, uh-huh. but he is making money when you buy that. You know, he, he is a spokesperson. But what have you found? What is like the true essentials if you want to be successful out on the lake? Okay, there's four zones of water that you want to fish. You want to fish top water, and mm-hmm. that's pretty easy. You can fish buzz baits, pop bars, anything like that that stays on the surface or just below the surface, creating a turbulence. And then, of course, you want to get into that uh, midwater, yeah. which you can get with spinner baits or uh, medium diving crankbaits. And I don't care what label you put on there, whether it be Rebel, Berkeley, or whatever it may be. Um, you can use any one of those. And then you get into the deeper diving crankbaits, uh, go down to like 15, 18 feet. And be honest with you, I have fished them all, and I've never gotten one to get below about a 12 feet, and they boast 18 to 20 feet. You have, a, have to have a master's degree well, You'd have to, to have do a that. downrigger to get them down there that far. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, you got the bottom fishing. And, you know, I am a deep water fisherman. And I like to fish in that 25 to 35 feet of water, but I do it with a plastic worm or I do it with a jig and pig. Uh, and I can fish it slow because that's what you want to do. You find those uh, those uh, humps out in the middle of the lakes. So they could be just piles of rock or it could be just a hill that was uh, out there just before it flooded. And so you're fishing those, mm-hmm. but you're in maybe 15 to 30 feet of water. Yeah, I could fish any bait the wrong way. Anybody can. <laughs> Anybody can do that. But once again, you were talking about fishing structure, but I, something that so many people overlook, they think in these dog days of summer, you got to go real deep. But one thing that you mentioned uh, before the show started, a lot of times when you get back in these shallow water coves, start throwing some junk baits out there, some small crappie baits. Man, you can really hook up with those uh, big bass just doing finesse fishing. Yeah, finesse fishing has really become popular in the last few years, and you're just using lighter line, especially mm-hmm. in the clear waters. You know, some of the waters that we talk about where they got the quagga mussels and zebra yeah. mussels where mm-hmm. the water is cleared up, then you have to fish totally different. You know, and frankly, I found that anything red gold uh, will catch fish in those kinds of situations. And, of course, the lighter the line, you have to play it a little more, and you get into those areas of Texas where they have a lot of big reservoirs. Matter of fact, they have them all over the south and southeast uh, where you're going to get into timber and so forth. Mm-hmm. Tough on light line. So you've got to go a little heavier line up to, uh, and I used to use up to 17-pound test. Well, so speaking to um, fishing um, in deep water, um, Alabama Brass Pro, Russ Lane, you can chime yeah. in on this, Jimbo. He thinks that you can catch more and bigger bass by supersizing your plastic worms in hot water. He says that the body temperature of the bass is usually the same as the lake temperature. And um, once the water hits like 80s to low 90s, their metabolism cranks up in high gear and they they gulp up the biggest prey that they can find. And so he uses um, plastic worms that are anywhere from 10 to 14 inches long. Holy cow. I wish my my metabolism did that. I think it slows (laughs) down. I've gotten so fat in the past week. Bunny got us talking about base. Let's talk about base for a second because not everyone has the time to go out and leisurely pre-fish something, check out, you know, what's really hot, What's not uh, on a weekend? You don't have time between your honey-do list, taking care of the kids, work. And so we go to Cabela's and we're standing on the aisle with all the baits, lures, you know, tackle. You guys have been there. It I looks mean, like a freaking Jelly Belly store. You know, like, <laughs> it does. Yes. Like they have all the zillion different flavors of Jelly Bellies and they have all these zillions of baits. I mean, you, it looks it's overwhelming. And they all work like you're saying. But what is just pick out a handful of lures, go some to. tackle go to that we could pick up at Cabela's wherever that would work anywhere across the country. Uh, pretty much on the on the uh, the worm category, uh, you could use man's 
you know, they, they make oh, yeah. Berkeley, you know, or, or what is it called? Power bait. Yeah, you can use the power bait stuff. That's all really good. Uh, I, I tend to go with the rib uh, worm mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. I like the best. And those are a little four and a half inches directly opposite what the guy said. Right. Because I think that if they're going to bite, they're going to bite at anything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and they don't have as much plastic to go through. You don't have much, uh, you know, for them to uh, worry about. And you can get those good hook sets. I never use a trailing hook, especially when I'm fishing really? with worms. Never. Because it changes the action of the worm. And what I want that to do, if it's possible, and you know, really down there about 25 feet, it's black. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, they're just picking up the vibration is all they're doing. And possibly the reason why the guy likes it is because it offers more of a vibration that they can sense. But for me, I mean, I can do just as well with a four and a half inch uh, ringworm. I'm picking up good vibrations. <laughs> He's getting me down. All right, so once again, we are talking about tried and true fishing tips, tactics, base, lures, equipment, anything fishing you can think of. That's what we're talking about on today's show. We're going to hear from a cat daddy. Once again, Mrs. Bunny and Chance Orth talking about fishing. Jimmy, all of his vast knowledge of everything that's in the water. I just gave it to you. That's it. There's that's no all left. Jimmy knows. Spent, right? <laughs> also, Jimmy's going to tell us about uh, his workout regimen. Yeah, I'm doing for the Africa trip. For the Africa trip. All right, we got to get to a break. Uh, here's a quick word from Mark. We want to say a special thanks to Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and Cabela's World's Foremost Outfitter at Cabela's.com and Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. And how about High Mountain Seasonings at H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and one more uh, outdoor channel at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Can listen to our podcast there. You got to do that. Uh, coming up after the break, there, we're going to hear from Mrs. Bunny about what? Some outdoor fishing gear. Some handy stuff to have when you're out on the water. Things you could possibly pick up on your way past uh, Dunkin' Donuts or something. There you go. Anyways, here's a word from Mark. We'll be back with money, uh, back with money or Bunny after the break. Ram trucks on the unwanted. Forget ordinary sport fish. Let's take out the trash. Location, Lake Conroe, Texas. Mission, the Texas Trash Slam. Species, alligator gar. Channel or flathead catfish. Smallmouth buffalo. Bowfin and pickerel. Now it's a mixed bag of big and ugly, but it's arguably more exciting and cheaper than your typical sport fishing adventure. So why not give the Texas Trash Slam a try this year? If you've ever missed a show and want to find our archives, all you have to do is hop on OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution and there you have it well jim and travel return after this brief word from our sponsors for 20 years outdoor channel brings you television you don't just watch but brings you closer with information you can use with expert talent you can't find anywhere else jim shockey ted nugent lee and tiffany michael waddell and more And now we've got more of what you love with new original series that go outside to get to the heart of what is inside. Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. Bring on the weather, the workday, the three-ton haul, the off-off-road. Turn the rain into hail, the dawn into a second night. Bring it all on, and more, because you'll never know your limits until you go looking for them. The new 2013 Ram 1500, designed to overcome every obstacle in its path with best-in-class fuel economy and a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. 
engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class, EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. Actual results may vary. Excludes hybrid models. See dealer for copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, soon you'll be witnessing. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. What are we waiting for? To the airwaves. Here are the boys. All right, we're back. Uh, before the break, talk with uh, Mrs. Bunny and Jimmy here about uh, structure versus cover. Also, some bass fishing tips, different baits. And we talked about getting struck by lightning. Four zones of fishing. Four zones of fishing. What are they? They are top water, mid level, deep water. What's the last one? Bottom. <laughs> Sorry. She should have been following along with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right, so I'm a sucker. Everybody knows that I like to buy stuff, I get very. Uh, spendy when I go to um, there out, goes the company credit shops. card. <laughs> so Mrs. Bunny, she's got a couple things that we really need to look into because you know I hate frivolous spending though. I want things that are really good. I mean, a big bang for your buck. You got some? What do you got, Miss Bunny? Well, if you're going to spend your money, you want to know that it's money well spent, and especially if you're going to spend it on something that's pricey. So um, there is a new shirt on the market called the Columbia Airgill Zero Chill shirt. Features new technology called OmniFreeze Zero, and the shirt is actually sweat activated. So the more sweat that is released out of your pores, the um, harder that these thousands of tiny embedded hydrophilic polymer rings work to keep you cool. And so whether you're out hunting or whether you're on the water fishing, like we're talking about this week, because I mean it can be a scorcher when you're on top. Or of the Or you're water. working out like I am. There yeah, you go. Exactly. Um, th- it's a button-up shirt. It's long sleeve. You know, so if you're out in the water or whatever outside um, it'll keep the bugs off and everything but it's going to keep you cool and to prove that it works there was somebody who tested it and they said they weren't bone fishing in Bimini and it seemed mm-hmm. to work but the real test came in when they tested some different fishing shirts and they went into a sauna and sat really? and this is the one that kept them cool so it's the Columbia Airgill Chill Zero Shirt now it is $130 oh. however well, you know though if you sweat like Trav does oh it's just I'm going to say it is straight up disgusting he, he's a sweat hog I yeah. sweat so much it looks like someone doused me with a hose like right now in the studio it's air conditioned and i am sweating yeah so bad i i sweat profusely and i stink well so (laughs) my hygiene well that's why you need to have the carbon fibers built (laughs) into this shirt and there you go robinson outdoors there you go well so so it's built to keep you cooler so anyways uh something to check out when you're in your outdoor store next the next thing is that um obviously uh it started quite a while ago the whole video recording your hunts However, now more people are starting to video their fishing trips. And um, I don't know if you've heard of GoPro. These GoPro cameras are amazing. Well, GoPro has come up with um, certain housing Mm -hmm. that you um, put around your camera to make it waterproof, but also that help you attach it to your fishing rod. That way you can... um, How's that going to work? I know that everybody else can't see a picture, but you can. Oh. It attaches right on top of your reel. That's not cumbersome. And um, <laughs> then you can get the shot of uh, the fish coming out of the water or whatever. But you also there's also housing that you can um, dip the GoPro down in the water. That way you can um, watch the fish down below. A lot of people um, 
mount them on the bottom of their boat and um, watch the fish go by. That way they can see what's down there. That way they know Man, what's down there, what they're fishing for. I would watch my rod go by. I remember last year I hooked into a big old bass <laughs> and it took my bolt and everything. It's we, gone. We tried for like 45 minutes to get it back. Yeah. That would happen. <laughs> so, I used a grappling hook and it still didn't work. Jim dove in and fought yeah, the and, fish. And, and minding those things on the bottom. We did that uh, on the bottom of the boat last year. Ran through lily pads. <laughs> the lily pads ate it. You know, but here's the deal. You know you have those cameras that can mount on your guns, and you've done a lot of television before. Uh-huh. Um, it really throws you off. I wonder oh. how that would be, especially when you want to get into those tight corners and areas when you're fishing. How, how badly is it going to affect your ability to uh, perform? I don't, I don't know on, on fishing, but I know when I was uh, up filming a TV show uh, hunting pheasants in South Dakota, uh, they put this camera on my gun and it was right on top of it, and I couldn't see the sight. So you you think, well, I ought to be able to hit that. I no. missed every time. Yeah. And I had a video shot well, of the, me missing every time. Well, well, the beauty of this is that you can mount it really anywhere. There's one that, um, a strap that you can mount it to your chest. That way you can oh, just like see that. everything that goes out. You see the adventure seekers everywhere doing this, like people surfing and paragliding and everything. I mean, Those they're guys hardy. are show trail, trail bikers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're hardy, and so it's a great product. So the last thing is I have um, fish finders for under 80 bucks. If you're not really? a, if you're not a professional fisherman and you don't want to spend four digits on a fish finder, like a lot of them are, um, the Garmin Echo 100 might be a yeah. good bargain buy for you. Um, it has a four-inch diagonal um, display. It has a 256 by 160 resolution. It has eight-level grayscale. It's easy to install. It's got good image quality. It functions really well. It has a um, the clarity chart and the fish ID are great. Um, it has a bottom and structure reading. Um, so, so you'll know whether it's a hard bottom or a soft bottom? Right. It gives a sharp, well-defined readouts of the water column. It clearly marks bait balls with fish hanging just behind them. It has a swivel base. It reads well under all light conditions. It can be easily... <laughs> Jimbo doesn't do that. <laughs> it can be uh, tilted to ensure clarity. It also detaches from the base. Um, that way you can stow it later. So anyways, but for under 80 bucks, rather than spending the Buku bucks that you're going to have to on like a like super pro- professional grade, like the Bass Pros use, um, you can find this um, Garmin Echo 100 for 80 bucks That's as not a fish bad. finder. Well, you know, but they're fish finders. They're not fish catchers. And I always kind of harken back to how did Al Linder, when he first started fishing, ever catch fish? Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, you know. They were very successful without all these products. Now, I think that, they, I mean, they, they definitely give you that added advantage. Uh-huh. Um, but you have to realize, though, that flashers became very popular back in the late 50s. And that was earlier on than when Al Linder actually started. So they had flashers back then. Now, what did they do back in the 30s and 40s? They just knew that if I lined up on this tree and this stump and this house, and I'm right about in this area and I make enough fan cast. I can catch fish every day I here. should right. catch now, something. Now, when you got this new depth finder, the flasher, it kind of gave you an idea of how how far uh, this structure actually carried. We got into the now uh, 3D imaging oh, yeah. and so forth. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. You, you can find a Buick down there. That's sad that they would put a Buick down there. Actually, no, that's where all Buicks belong. As long as, <laughs> you underwater. know, on some of these um, reservoirs mm-hmm. where they actually flood roads and so forth. Uh, only fish the ro- the ones in the right hand lane. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. You're gonna get hit by a car. That's it. <laughs> no one wants to get hit by a Buick. That's terrible. Anyways, we are talking about tried and true fishing tips, tactics, and equipment on today's show. We are picking Jimmy's brain and his it's nose. Slim pickings. <laughs> I'm being joined by Mrs. Bunny. Uh, after the break, we're gonna hear from Cat Daddy. You sticking around for that, Mrs. Bunny, or not? Yeah, sure. I'll okay. be here.
All right, so uh, Cat Daddy coming up after the break. Uh, we want to say a special thanks, though, to Ram Trucks, ramtrucks.com, and Ruger at ruger.com, and High Mountain Seasonings at himtnjerky.com, and Outdoor Channel. Got to hop on, check us out, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Listen to some podcasts. Uh, educate yourself. That's what you got to do. All right, stick around. Coming up after the break, more fishing with Cat Daddy. We'll see you guys in a minute. Oh, here's a word from Mark, though. That went well. (laughs) Ram trucks on fishing destinations, whiskered and frisky. So here's a quick rundown of the hottest catfishing locations across North America. Number one, the Chattawachee River in Florida. Number two, Merritt Reservoir, Nebraska. Number three, the Upper Mississippi River, Minnesota. Number four, the Mississippi River, Illinois. Number five, Rock River, Illinois. Number six, Cheatham Reservoir, Tennessee. And finally, number seven goes to the Red River in Manitoba. There's more fish talk to come on the revolution, so don't go anywhere. Tuesday Nights on Outdoor Channel is your home for the best big game hunting. From every type of trophy big game... I want to retrieve the beast for you in daylight. ...to the thrill of reality competition. We're just a little competitive around that turkey camp. I don't see us losing the little brother anyway, to be honest with you. There's only one place for hard-pounding excitement on Tuesdays. Tuesday Night Pursuits, presented by Mossy Oak, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core... Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. What to do with a freezer full of wild game? Try High Mountain Seasoning specially blended flavors for all your cooking needs. Check them out at www.himtnjerky.com. The Ruger American Rifle is a 100% American-made firearm that offers outstanding performance at a great price. Available in standard size and compact models, it features power-bending integral bedding blocks, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger, a flush-fit four-round rotary magazine, and a three-lug bolt with 70-degree throw. Compact models feature a shorter length of pull and a shorter barrel for a reduction in overall length of more than five inches. The Ruger American Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. All right. All right, ready? Check it out. Check it out. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. How can you not love that? Here are the boys. Hey, you're back on the air with Jim and Trev and Bunny. Pool lines are open at 785-846-7647. Hey, we got uh, somebody on the line. Uh, before the break, though, we're talking with Miss Bunny about some uh, new uh, products yeah. out there on the market you should look into. We are talking about tried and true fishing tips, tactics, and equipment on today's show. Uh, Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Well, I tell you, you couldn't get it going any faster than today, Hoff. <laughs> we uh, kind of... Stripped the old tuna tub down and knocked out all the trees and growing wheat and soybean plants and uh, any other live critters we had in there, we shoot them out the back tunnel. <laughs> and uh, we put a new gas tank in her today from Moiler Marine. So you're doing like a spring cleaning summer edition, huh? Absolutely, man. You know, I had an, uh, uh, an old Mercury six-gallon portable tank in there. Oh, really? I got yeah. 115 horse Merc on the back of it, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, I can't really open her up too much, you know, going yeah. across the lake and stuff. So I, I decided to go ahead and put me in a bigger tank, you know, and 
for custom built tanks, I tell you what, you cannot beat Molar Marine. Uh, they are the best at whatever they do, and that's gas tanks only. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 where's uh, where's that at? That's what they specialize in. I don't really know where they're at. Their company's uh, situated at. Mm-hmm. I mean, what state? But I know I talked to a gal by the name of uh, Carrie Austin, the customer service rep nine three one. There you go. I tell you what, that gal does wonders, man. I mean wonders. She's such a sweetheart. You can't and get any more specific. Now. Does she? She knows her oh. gas tanks. Now, what size of a tank did you put in? Well, I got a see through where I, you know, I don't have really? to have no gauge on her or nothing. I can just turn around and look, see how much gas I got left, or if I'm going to have to swim back. <laughs> yeah, see through, that's kind of like your bathing suit, isn't it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and this gal will ask you just everything that you forget to ask, she will ask you. Really? I now, mean, she's just perfect. Just perfect at the best gas tank rep I've ever talked to. I've only talked to you one. <laughs> That's what I look for in a gas tank rep. Good personality, strong conversation skills, and no leaks. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt this gal's famous. I bet I'm what? not kidding one bit, man, because she asked me, you know, all, all different types of stuff that I didn't even think I'd even have to... I didn't even realize, you know, and she goes, oh, yeah, you got to have this and have that and be sure it fits, you know, and everything, this and that and that and this. And I said, wow, man. So I got that baby in the mail and it fit like a glove. Man, you can't beat that. A gas tank that fits like a glove. You know what they say? <laughs> if the glove fits. <laughs> that was a quote made famous by O.J. Simpson. I was going to yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. But, um... <laughs> If it don't fit, you must. Yeah. <laughs> you must quit or be full of anything. Uh, anyways, so, you know, the thing is, though, um, there's a lot of rules and regulations, especially anymore, in case, you know, you go under, do something like this. Um, you do have to be careful on which gas tank, especially when you buy an aftermarket tank, making sure that it meets all the, the uh, it's up to code, basically. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, she laid the law down on me first thing. Really? Uh-oh. I go, man. I just oh, wanted to guess things. Gasoline, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right now we're in July and it is hot out. What's working and what's not right now for catfish? Well, I tell you what, man, drop everything what you do except for your corn. <laughs> what what you need to do, folks, is get out there to your local bait shops mm-hmm. or down here at your grain mill, scoop you up some little soybeans, yeah. let them soak for about four or five days till they smell like a. Uh, well, we won't go there, bunny. Where, where are you? <laughs> what what do you soak them in? <laughs> well, you soak them in blood. If you can go down to your locker plant and get you some beef blood, boy, they soak them up like a sponge, man. And they discrete that blood. It's, it's, it's just an awesome, awesome thing to do. Now, how much do you buy when you go down there and you buy blood? Do you buy it like by the, the gallon? What, what do you do? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit overkill. You know, I go down and get probably four or five uh, 55 gallon drums. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I like oh, to have a little extra laying around. It's got to be rancid. Actually, he goes to the local Red Cross and gets the rejects. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, you have talked well, be- before, though, that some blood works better than others. Oh, yeah. You know, if you used to be able to get turkey and chicken blood, but, you know, the USDA shut that down. and We can't go to the big plants anymore because the old 9-11 thing that went on, you know. But yeah. By golly, you know, you can go to your old, uh, cow lockers down here, you know, your beef blood. It's It's just constant everywhere you go. And. If, you know, you get to talking to your butcher or something and you get hooked up and you get an inline, you know, situation on, you, you can pick you up some uh, beef blood. But, you know, soybeans right now, man, you know, you just go out to these lakes, any lake. I don't care, any lake, just as long as the rule says that you're uh, allowed to chum in there. 
man, you need to go in there and find you a nice spot back in the flats where it drops off into the channel, you know, or a creek channel from about four foot down to 12 to 14 feet. And, you know, uh, in the brush is a good area like that if you can find the channel that runs through where you can tie your boat up because on a extremely windy day, which we've been having a lot of strong south winds here lately, yeah, uh, you can just tie it to that brush and you won't rock too bad. And, man, I tell you what, after two or three days of uh, baiting that hole, man, you better look out, Jack, because it's going to take your pole action now. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you could find a hole that had hush puppies, you'd have some. <laughs> yeah. But the only problem with that, guys, is, you know, you'll be sitting out there and You'll be wheeling these fish in, you know, and all of a sudden the old boy around the bend seeing you and he ain't catching nothing. And yep. Oh, boy, you go out there next time, there's old boy sitting on your hole. That's what torpedoes are for. Yeah, the thing is, though, you, <laughs> you did the work, you did your homework, and it paid off, you oh, know? absolutely. You got to, if you want to get something out of it, you have to put something into it. And yeah, a lot of guys, man. they're just not willing to do that, but you have found something that works. And, and I really hope that other people, that this encourages them to do the exact same thing. Now, they don't need to go to the extent that you do on getting a 300 gallons of blood. But, you know, well, they can, they can, they can if they want. They could dream big. But, you know, if you get like five gallons and some soybeans, it's a good place to start from. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you can water that blood down because you get a 20 or a 50 pound sack of soybeans will make six five gallon buckets of beans all Holy, the way to the top. Really? Oh, oh yeah, man, that, that that's a lot of beans, man. Yeah, if you if we want to find out more about Cat Daddy, maybe uh, book a trip with you. Where do we go? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. That services with an S. Yeah, now don't forget you, that. You bet. And hey, if you'd like to uh, email Cat Daddy, you can do it at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. That's right. Hey, we're the Revolution. Once again, we are talking about uh, fishing tips and tactics on today's show. Equipment, anything that you can think of uh, to be successful out there on the water. But coming up after the break, uh, we're going to have Mrs. Bunny and Jimbo talking about uh, trout and walleye tips. Uh, It's going to be pretty interesting. But hey, we're brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you hop online, check them out, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. You can uh, listen to some of our podcasts. How about Ram Trucks, ramtrucks.com and Ruger at ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at himtnjerky.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, as always, buddy, thanks so much, friend. Hey, I tell you what, there's nothing, just nothing like the revolution, brother. (laughs) All right, here's a tip for Mark. I'll be back in a minute. Ram trucks on fishing destinations. Go bass or go broke. So according to Bassmaster Magazine, here's the top five of all time bass fishing lakes. Number five, Lake Champlain, New York and Vermont. Number four, Lake Erie, Michigan, Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania. Number three, Lake Guntersville, Alabama. Number two, Lake Okeechobee, Florida. And finally, the number one spot for outstanding bass fishing goes to the Lone Star State, Texas. And it's beautiful Falcon Lake. Well, it's break time. So while we're gone, check us out at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Thanks. Outdoor Channel, the leader in outdoor television for 20 years, has talent you can't see anywhere else. Follow experts like Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Michael Waddell, Lee and Tiffany, and more as they take you inside the lifestyle, around the world, and into the tree stands. We're celebrating 20 years of raw television, rugged adventure, and heritage. And it's only on Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. 
When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Introducing Terra, a new line of premium optics that combines the benefits of legendary German design and engineering with the performance features you've come to expect from Zeiss, all at an incredible value. Find out more at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Are they normal? No. No. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. From what I've seen and heard, they're anything but, but normal. Now, here's Jim and Trav. Hey, oh, we're back. Before the break, we heard from Cat Daddy. Thank you. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? We're sleeping. We don't even wrong. know. <laughs> that we don't was, even know. We were talking about tried and true. We watched the movie Unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> tried and true fishy tips, tactics, gear, equipment, donuts, whatever you want to add to that on today's show. Um, so let's talk about walleye and trout. Now, okay. Mrs. Bunny just read something about the best trout fishing place in America. Well, they say the awesome trout fishing. Uh, to head to Walden, Colorado. Yeah. It's a town that has only 600 residents, but uh, and it's surrounded um, by the North Park region, um, but it has a um, huge presence in the fly fishing world. And that come July, which is now, um, the water flow turns clear and fly anglers flock to the North Platte River and its tributaries, including the North Fork, the Roaring Fork, and the Illinois River. And um, they're searching for brown and rainbow trout. Jimbo has fished all those. Yeah, actually, I have. And, of course, that uh, that North Fork of the Platte, you know, that runs out of Walden right into Wyoming. And, of course, they say that uh, Saratoga, Wyoming, where fish swim in the streets. And it's really true. Uh, when that uh, when it floods in the spring, you find fish sometimes in, in the, the ditch street. and so forth. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's really kind of crazy. But that whole stretch of the river, I, I love to fish out of a drift boat. Mm-hmm. And that that river is just perfect. So, and I fished Roaring Fork. That is perfect for uh, drift boats as well. But one thing you have always kind of harked on is fishing structure on rivers. You know, the thing is, you can take in any mile of stream. There's mm-hmm. enough different types of structures or an- anomalies that are in that stream that once you learn where those fish are, because you're looking for fingers, you're looking for yeah. seams in the currents, mm-hmm. and it's the transitions phase between. One to the other is where there's going to be fish eddy areas, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, right in front of or right behind the structure. Those rocks and you get that little right, swirl. Right. And they'll dart out. They'll grab their lunch and, and get, get back. back in. Yeah. And so what you want to do is you want to look for those various places like that. And you can take that information anywhere in the world and you can catch fish. It's just re- on a one mile stream anywhere in the country. Everyone can luck into a fish and mm-hmm. catch one. But really learning how to read a stream, what is causing you to be successful, um, that is something you really need to key in on. Well, as far as trout goes, too, I mean, understanding um, their food source is a huge part of it and knowing what fly you need to use and things like that because um, otherwise you're not going to get them. So they say that, you know, morning, noon, and night, you have to have completely different presentations for your... for your. Oh, um, yeah. And so they say that um, morning, there isn't much insect activity, and so the trout tend to uh, be deeper in the runs and um, hold near cover. And so um, they suggest black-weighted Sculpzilla. What you're fishing, you're fishing nymphs, and mm-hmm. that's underwater. 
See, I am primarily a dry fly fisherman. I like fishing on top. He's a, he has a dry personality, yes, too. Yes, I do. And I match the I, bait to your personality. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's a new tip. Morning, people. <laughs> I mean, I will throw a royal wolf or a royal coachman yeah. any day of the week, or especially in uh, like on the Roaring Fork you were talking about earlier, a yellow humpy. Mm-hmm. And I found that anything yellow will work. If you've got yellow in that fly, I don't care what the heck it is, you're going to get it. Going back to spin fishing, though, like the maps you always use, the um, yellow with red spots. Uh-huh. What was that, like a number three? Yeah, about that size. And that's number three. Yeah, it would, depends I, on how, the size of fish I'm going for. Tears yeah. them up, though, big time. <laughs> yeah, you when you hook them, that treble just does its job. No, I know I didn't mean, I mean, really, you, you catch a lot. Oh, I didn't mean actually <laughs> destroying the fish. I mean, it's good fishing. I worded that wrong. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, but uh, my first choice is yellow with red spots. Second choice is red with yellow spots. And Sometimes third is black, black with, with yellow. yellow spots. Yeah. yeah. But the yellow is the key. That gold blade sometimes. Yeah. I don't really like the silver blades at all. No, I, I hate like them. The, I like the flash of the uh, of the gold blade. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, always, if you're out there on a stream and you're throwing hardware, and we're talking like a MEP spinner, we're talking a, a Panther Martin, uh, yeah. something like that, always throw upstream. Now, remember this. you got a current coming at you. You've got to keep that lure going faster than the current so you have some control over it. But once you do that, use a start and stop retrieve. Mm-hmm. And i got to tell you. Bump it. Yeah. First or second time that you... you uh, bump that thing and stop and let it flutter, you're going to pick up a fish. Guaranteed. A lot of people say that nighttime fishing is best because that's when most insect hatches happen, and that's Mm -hmm. where more trout slink into the more exposed water, if you will. And so they talk about wearing a headlamp because and and having the right color of lens for the headlamp you're wearing. So green and... um, how it, having a green lens on your headlamp can help you spot fish and how red is good for knots, but it's not good for reading water and how never to wear a white lens because it spooks the fish and it leaves you seeing spots yourself because of the reflection on the water. Remember yeah. that guy talking about spooking fish? Uh, he used to whisper and like sneak up and crawl onto the bank because <laughs> yeah. he thought, fish are going to hear me. Yeah. All right, we but don't feel the vibration when <laughs> you crawl. And the river rushing by isn't doing anything? <laughs> Seriously? All right, so uh, real quick, we don't have much time. Let's talk about walleye fishing. Now, a lot of people, it's kind of a hit or miss. Um, it, not everybody is like Tommy Scarlet is so prolific at doing it. Um, what have you found for you to be successful when you're out there walleye fishing? Okay. Normally what I look for, and uh, we get into a depth finders and so forth, I'm looking for a uh, nine to 12 feet of water, preferably a drop mm-hmm. off at that point in time. These walleye hang off from that edge. And so what you want to do, they're hanging on the shadow side of a point. Mm-hmm. Okay. You throw up into the sunlight, bring it back and let it flutter just about the time that you think it's going to break off. And I got to tell you, you're going to get your arm broke. What's your favorite walleye lakes? Probably um, Lake Erie mm, yeah. uh, or Lake St. Clair are mm-hmm. two really good walleye lakes. But, you know, there's a lot of good river fishing, and I've caught some big, big, you know, in my studio, I've got a 10-pounder that I caught up in Ontario, mm-hmm. and uh, that's gigantic uh, walleye. I just don't like Canadians. <laughs> just, Not man. all fish are Canadians, though. <laughs> well, a lot of them are. But all Canadians fish. <laughs> and all Canadians want to be American. Remember that. <laughs> Anyways, we are talking about tried and true fishing tips, tactics, uh, whatever, on today's show. Kind of interesting enjoying this. You know, summertime, this is the time to get out. Like we said at the beginning, beat the heat. Yeah, did, did you hear that? What? All of our Canadian stations just went off the air. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's all I can say is good. Uh, anyways, uh, coming up after the break, we're going to have Unpro's Chance Orth. Lord knows what he's going to talk to us about. 
Probably not even about fishing, probably. <laughs> Anyways, we're being joined by Mrs. Bunny. We are the revolution. We are proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you hop on, check us out. Outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. How about Ram Trucks? At RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com. Here's a real quick word from Mark. We'll be back with Chance Orth from Unpro here in just a second. See you guys. Ram Trucks on fishing destinations. It's never crappy when you're catching crappie. So if your sights this summer are set on catching an abundance of crappies, then here's five destinations you'll want to head for. Number one, Arca Butler Lake, Mississippi. Number two, Real Foot Lake, Tennessee. Number three, Kentucky Lake, Tennessee. Number four, Sardis Lake, Mississippi. And the number five spot for crappie that's worth heading for this summer is Grenada Lake in Mississippi. Hey, if you haven't checked us out on Twitter, Twitter yet? You're missing out. Check out twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN and we'll talk with you after the break. Do you hear that? That's the sound of your next African safari with Kolobi Safaris. Experience Africa's sights and sounds mingled with true adventure of a big game hunt for the dangerous five or any number of plains game animals. If you've ever dreamed about Africa, then you need to book your trip of a lifetime with Daniel and Doria Dutoy, the purveyors of Kolobi Safaris. Hi, I'm Jim Ferguson. I did, and you should too. Look them up on the web at www. Dot K-O-L-O-B-E-S-A-F-A-R-I-S dot C-O dot C-A or call them at 011-83-280-7643. What do America's leading scientists say? This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Quit wasting time. Here's Jim and Trav. You're back in the air with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Hey, Trav, we've been talking about summer fishing, and uh, we just heard from old Miss Bunny. Yeah, Miss Bunny, before the break, uh, talking about, with you and Mrs. Bunny, uh, trout and walleye fishing. Right now, we're being joined by Unpro's Chance Orth. Mr. Chance, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing great, boys. Thank you. Yeah, now... This is like the the perfect time for Unpro, where everybody, they come out of their shacks deep in the woods, and they're out there fishing, and they pillage the villages. How is the fishing up there, buddy? <laughs> we have been doing plenty of pillaging. <laughs> uh, everything is on. You, you know, it's uh, midsummer, granted, but our uh, our fish are just starting to turn on. That's the really? truth. It's been such a... Yeah, late start in spring and so forth. But uh, in particular, the rough fish, you, you yeah. just <laughs> can hardly keep my line in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now what kind of rough fish are you talking about? Wisconsin has a, a nice selection. In fact, just this weekend, I was camped out on the Chippewa River and caught nine species, Wh- nine really? different species of fish, uh, the majority of majority being rough fish, say carp. Red horse, sheephead, which is a freshwater drum. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's another called moon eye. It's a very silvery, big-eyed fish, very expressive looking. I always feel bad hooking those guys. Yeah, it looks like a tuna. <laughs> they do, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sturgeon, of course, you know, it's the, the, the king of the bottom feeders. 
Mm-hmm. Cats, you know, the list goes on. Gar, cut a gar. Really? You know, it kind of sounds like uh, earlier in the show, Mark handed out a tip. Talking about, it's called the Texas Trash Slam, where you get alligator gar, uh, channel or flathead catfish, smallmouth buffalo, uh, bowfin, and pickerel. Excuse oh, me. Dang. I swallowed a pickerel, I think, there. Um, but, <laughs> and they call that, the, you know, the, the trash slam. It, I think it's a, kind of a cool thing to do. You know, like I said, it really is picking up steam here in the in the United States. Yeah, so fly fishermen have been on the uh, carp wagon for some time now, but mm-hmm. you know, Field and Stream just had a, a layout about uh, uh, carp or uh, rough fishing in general. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you... and so I'm not entirely happy to hear about this because up until now I had all these rough fish to myself. <laughs> he doesn't want to share. Chances cornering the market. Want to share. <laughs> it's, it, it's really funny that you say that because for years, I mean, people have been doing this, and it just seems like fifty years later from when it actually caught on, it's becoming popular. You know, I mean, Jimbo's been talking about doing this forever. Yeah, fly fishing for uh, carp is is big. And matter of fact, it's it's almost like fishing for bonefish because, man, when they take off on a run, they're gone. They're incredibly powerful fish. And you know, and, there's a, there's and a surprisingly p- savvy. They they you can't catch a carp just on a, a night crawler. No, I mean, no. It, it's very uncommon that you would ever do that. Um, they're they're one of the most difficult rough fish to actually catch, mm-hmm. and once you do have one on the line, you better hold on tight. Oh yeah, and the, they can get to be enormous sizes. I mean, twenty, thirty pounders is not uncommon. No, they're not not uncommon at all. They can be really frustrating. You can see them swimming around in the shallows, but it doesn't get you any closer to catching one. Yeah, yeah now- well, that's where the Walther comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Just get him close to the boat and shoot him. You know, I, I can only hold out for so long, but it just frustrates me in the opening fire. Now, what pound test were you using? Um, I always roll with uh, just 15-pound uh, 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 fire wire. Oh, yeah. It's always done me well. Um, even catching the monster fish. I've broken a few rods um, before my uh, line is broken. You know, it's funny you say that breaking rods. They just had something, I think, it uh, maybe filled in stream. And, uh, you know, most, like, professional anglers, they never want to have an ugly stick in their boat. It's kind of like the trash man's, you know, fishing pole. But sure. they, they did a test, and they they were putting, I forget, like, 50-pound test on here and catching some, I mean, some really big fish on an ugly stick. And, you know, it's the only pole that they tout as unbreakable. And they could not break this fishing pole. They they landed like you gotta two, be kidding me. No, they landed like two hundred fish. I mean, upwards of like forty and fifty pounds, and they never broke the pole. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, no, I've never looked down on uh, on the ugly stick. You know, being an umpro, I, it's not my place to look down on anyone, <laughs> except for the pros. Except for the pros, of course. <laughs> but that's great news. I'll have to pick up some of those ugly sticks. The the thing, my gripe with them is they they are so rubbery. No, that that is the truth. Well, though it, it just feels like it, it would compromise hook sets and so on. Yeah, it's good for smacking people in the back of legs, though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which is how I spend most of my time on the water. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in keeping with uh, going after trash fish, you know, early in the spring when those uh, those uh, carp are actually uh, uh, mating, okay, they kind of swim in pairs. You know, the the males kind of bumping against the female. You know what that's like, and uh, <laughs> he has so lots romantic. Yeah, has lots of males bump yeah. him. Well, I, I have actually seen people out with uh, with clubs, 
and they're clubbing clubbing these, oh yeah it's these a big carp clubbing carp yeah and you you whack one you know they're swimming together you whack one and usually if you whack one you got the, the other one you fumble around and try to reach it and you get it before it comes to throw it up on shore and uh, you can have just a heck of a time doing that. I don't know how legal it is. I don't know how is. legal it is either. <laughs> you, might, you might want to look into that before you practice wasn't, it. Wasn't that an you Indian might. tribe? And, and, and the thing is, a lot of people don't realize, like, there there are protected um, carp species, and especially red horse. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, here, the greater red horse in, in uh, Wisconsin is a protected species. Their numbers are dwindling, and, and a lot of people would catch that fish and, you know, treat it as a you know undesirable uh, non-game species perhaps when in fact it is a, a protected one so be careful about that yeah don't yeah. go clubbing the red horse clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't club red horses charlie horses or crazy horse that's not the type uh, of clubbing in so the city know, one, once i get that taste for blood once i start swinging <laughs> it's hard hard to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> just oh praise for bleeding gills. All right, so, so we're actually we're actually coming up on ad break. Uh, Chance, if we want to find out more about Unpro clubbing, everything that you do going after some of these trash fish or rough fishes, you're saying, uh, where can we find you guys online? Yeah, check us out at www.unprofishing for all our videos. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at the Unprofessional Fisherman, and our Twitter handle is also Unprofishing. Hey, that was Chance Orthan. He's the king of rough fish. He's Mr. Unpro. Got to hop online, watch their videos. Uh, a tremendous group of guys. Well, hey, we want to say a special thank you to Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Outdoor Channel. Hop on, check us out, OutdoorChannel.com forward slash Revolution. The close is coming up next. Mr. Chance, as always, buddy. Thanks so much, friend. Boom. Thank you, boys. Ram Trucks on Summer Fishing Slam. Midwest, baby. The Great Lakes Slam. To achieve this, you'll have to head to the Wolverine State of Michigan, where you'll need to hook up with Lake and Brown Trout, Chinook and Coho Salmon and Steelhead. There are few places in the country where you'll have a better shot at such a large variety of species in a single summer day. So share with us your favorite fishing destinations, and you can do that by sending us an email at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com. And the boys will return after this quick break. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We rarely see this kind of gap between achievement and aptitude. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 420 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer, Mark Finnery, Frank the Sound Guy, Cat Daddy, and the ever-lovely Chance Horton. No, Chance is not lovely. Bunny is, isn't that right? Yes, Bunny. Hey-o! <laughs> All right, be careful out there. Local news weather, it is coming up next. God bless you. We love you, boys and girls. Uh, we'll talk with you guys next week. Peace out.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.